are we going to purchase Greenland? <laughs> I think it's an interesting idea. I mean, you know, and there's a, you know, honestly, of of all the ideas that there are, and, you know, given that global warming is happening and, you know, we're <laughs> headed toward climate catastrophe. Yeah, it seems like a good investment for sure. Greenland's not going to be all ice for, for much longer. So, you know, if we're seriously considering right. this notion of the places on the world to buy, you know, Greenland is probably a buy low, sell high kind of situation right now. Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, what, one of the one one of the theories I saw today was that they want to buy Greenland just so they can cover up the data on like the ice sheets melting. Yeah, they'd be like, "Oh, it's fine up here. Yeah, right. it's uh, iced up more than ever. Global warming's a sham made up by the Chinese." Uh, my theory <laughs> is that he wants to buy it because he thinks it's the biggest country in the world <laughs> because of the Mercator because projection. Because of the Mercator projection. <laughs> And so he's like, yeah. I can't believe nobody's using this. This is amazing. I- <laughs> that is what it feels like to me, actually, is that I, I think Trump wa- has heard that it's bigger than Alaska. And so it's like, you know, we got the biggest state. I got yeah. us the biggest state. They thought Alaska was big. I got us an even bigger state. I got us an even bigger state, folks. If you have a meeting where they say yeah. Greenland and you go, I don't know what that is. And then you just Google it on your phone real quick. The first thing yeah. that Google shows you is a giant Mercator projection right, where it right, looks like yeah. it's 25% of the earth is Greenland, basically. So <laughs> I think Trump literally just Googled it and was like, I, I have to have this. Wow. I can't believe that I they're- I have to have it. <laughs> I can't believe they're just giving this away. Did the That line from the, the Mr. Show the blow up the moon yeah. sketch keeps going through my head with the astronaut where he's like, you know, I've been to the moon. Like, I drove a car around on it, yeah. ate an egg on it. What else can you do with what, it? What else are you going to do? Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're either going to buy Greenland or blow up Greenland. It's, it's one or the other, I think. <laughs> Just that the, that Greenland is on the president's radar doesn't bode well for Greenland, I, yeah. I guess. Yeah. If I can't have it, no one can. I see a lot of people just, you know, sort of supporting this plan because they don't like the Danish very much, which I don't, I don't know if I have anything against the Danes specifically, but that seems like as good a reason as any other to buy Greenland or I, anything I, else that's going on in geopolitics right now. I, I honestly think that we can all just delight in the buy Greenland discussion because this is, you know, we, we get brief glimpses. It, Trump really is President Grandpa. He's really President Grandpa because sure. we still <laughs> we still get brief glimpses of funny Trump, and he's so just often, like, completely relentlessly just racist old guy Trump. But every once in a while, there's a little <laughs> glimmer. He's like, let's buy Greenland, and I'm like, damn. He, it's it's still funny that he's the president <laughs> occasionally occasionally it's still funny it's like you go he's you so go to good. your yeah you go to your grandpa's house he might give you some Werther's originals you go to Trump <laughs> grandpa Trump's house he gives you a, a you know like a subcontinent well I mean yeah. Trump is just like everybody's grandpa it's like you go to his house and like 99 percent of what he says is just like bizarre Fox News QAnon rambling stuff. Sure. And then like 1%, you're like, wow, like my grandpa like said that sweet, he's like a funny guy. I still remember my old grandpa <laughs> in there or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's enough to make you forget that like he took just tanked the economy like two days yeah. ago. <laughs> that, that, that he's like, by Greenland, and you're like, yeah, well, you know, like that is something different to, to talk about. Of all the- he gets you every time. <laughs> They're just spending money on fucking, they just, the money, I mean, it's so funny that we talk about, like, you know, who's going to pay for it when it comes to things like Medicare for All and everything like that, but we're just printing money, we're going into, you know, the deficit or whatever, like, at this point, it's like, 
fucking uh, buy Greenland. I don't care. I just also want health care. But buy Greenland. Right. Fine, fine. <laughs> if, if Greenland, if Greenland is what it takes to get the health care deal done, then we can absolutely get Greenland. <laughs> It seems doable for sure. Like I think that's you know something he's looking for achievable yeah. goals in the sh- in yeah. the short term. You Maybe know? he just heard Greenland is on is on the market. Maybe yeah. that's just all he heard. I think that's good for pre-show, y'all. I think that's a really a really <laughs> funny video. <laughs> no, I got another hour. Yeah, no, too. I know. We can we can continue that, but let's leave the show in actually. <laughs> Welcome back to the Liquid Flannel Podcast from Arlington, Texas. I am Matthew Hodges, joined live from the Omaha Brendome. <laughs> the Brendome. My co-host, Brendan Williams. Yeah, we're, we're going to make it happen. Desk achieved. Each week, <laughs> uh, follow along as I build a room that is almost functional. One step closer. Wow. This is what your Patreon dollars are going toward. Uh, Brendan getting a free giant desk from his dad. That's right. It's it's generational wealth. <laughs> and joining us also tonight from you're in L.A. right? I'm in I'm in L.A. Yeah, that's correct. That's right. I didn't know that. Coming, coming to us from from Los Angeles, California, a co-host of the Struggle Session podcast, which we're slowly taking over by you know sniping all of their hosts uh, to come on our show. We've got Jack Allison. Hey, Jack, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for having me. Uh, uh, I'm glad to be here. Well, yeah. great news. We have a, a rule on our podcast that every guest has to be from the Midwest. So L.A. is the Midwest now. Oh boy. Congratulations. That's how it works. Yep, that's hey. right. That's very cool. You know, We've you, added- you, you you hear that 30 is the new 40, and, you know, now L.A. <laughs> is the new Midwest. It's cool. It's fun yeah, to be a Midwest we, guy. I like it. We've added California to the Great Plains. Have a little right. bit more uh, hometown. <laughs> yeah, we're in the Great Plains. <laughs> now, you were a real sport, though, because uh, it was it was last night that I hit you up, and I was like, hey, you should come on the yeah. show on Thursday. And you were like, isn't that tomorrow? And I was like, oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> I, did I lost track of what I did. did I, I did say it with an icy tone like that. I did. I mm-hmm. was like, isn't that tomorrow? Right. Yep. Uh, How dare you, sir? Don't you know I'm a busy man with a packed schedule? Well, what's really? What, yeah, well, no, we were able to we were able to squeeze you in. Uh, I, I ran it through my complex series of assistants, and uh, they were able to find uh, uh, precisely one hour. Uh, so that's uh, it's, it's yeah. great to well, be here. Yes. We're we're glad for it too because uh, just coincidentally, it was like on a completely different thread. But you actually kind of blew up in the last couple of days because of this. Um, I, I'm not sure if uh, all of our listeners are as malignantly online as the rest of us see see this is a problem you know with explaining this particular thing is you start explaining it and this, talking about twitter is like being like a QAnon person or something like <laughs> right. that you sound fucking ri- like ridiculous five words in but i i will i will let you attempt to to explain uh why i blew up in the last couple of days right so i mean any of our, our leftist listeners who are also extremely online probably are familiar with this guy named the Horse Whisperer, um, famous for such gems as the just god awful, crin- like cringing out of my skin, warm for my form thread. Gross. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Where he the, pats the, himself the, on the bat for 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 a back for a. Not uh, uh, raping a young woman, he knows. Yeah, not, not raping the, a friend. The well, yep. I appreciate it. Cool. Uh, thanks for putting in the effort, for sure. 
Very cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, just uh, I mean, it, he's he's come to be known as the centrist horse, right? Because he's mm-hmm. always I mean, he pals around with like near a Tandon and some sure. of these other like political centrists and, you know, absolutely 100 percent against the idea of Bernie Sanders uh, sure. ever being president. Absolutely against the idea of Medicare for all uh, from yeah. that position of like. Think about all of the people who work in the insurance industry who are going to right. lose their jobs if we, you know, that that he also kind does of a like, lot of shit. He does a lot of the shit where he's like, check how these ideas are polling with, you know, people over 50. He like points to the polls a lot of the time when I'm like, what do you right. believe in? What the fuck do you believe in, horse? What yeah, do you believe it, in? At a certain point, you got to ask if he works for like Rasmussen or maybe if he works, you know, as a contractor for. Uh, like uh, Ellie, what is it? E- Eli Lilly or yeah. Merck or one <laughs> Merck. of the big pharma yeah. companies or something. Yeah, and yeah, so, yeah. so As it turns Jack, out he you, does. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the horse whisperer, um, you know, I'll, I, it's an interesting story. But, yeah, I found out who the horse whisperer is. And, you know, uh, I do think it's relevant, you know, when people are, you know, influential accounts and they have tons of people following them and everything. And this shit, you know, gets shown on television and this person pals around with media figures and everything like that. Like, I think it's relevant. This didn't come out of nowhere, right? Because it was, I mean, horse whisperer has been around since pre-2016 election. What really kicked off the interest in, like, who the fuck is this guy is... Uh, Brian Williams on MSNBC going, you know, everybody's using the hashtag. What is it like my Bernie story? Oh, yeah, or, yeah. Or something right. Like that, that was like it was started by the Bernie campaign and it was people actually telling like, you know, like actually pretty like heartfelt stories of like why they, you know, have chosen to support Bernie Sanders. One of the ones that they read online was like normal centrist bullshit about. You yeah, know, it was it was uh, about how he didn't drop out. Yeah. Yeah, how how he didn't drop out in the 2016 election, like right. tanked Hillary yeah. Clinton's chances. To, <laughs> we all remember how he was on the ballot during the general election. We right. all remember yeah. how he yeah. didn't drop yeah, yeah, out. Totally. <laughs> yeah, big mistake. I also remember how primaries are never supposed to be competitive in any way, no. and that, no, 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 you know, no, no, people should not run against you know, each other. Try. It's more of a yeah. coronation, really. They're supposed to be competitive, but in one direction from like the top down. You know what I mean? It's a it's a punch down. You know, whoever's the biggest one, they can do whatever, uh, whatever they whatever they need to win. But uh, everyone else. Yeah. Fuck them. Yeah. So, I mean, genuinely, Jack, this wasn't the reason that I I asked you to be on the show. We just, you know, we're friends with Struggle Session. We had Leslie on, you know, a couple months back. And like it was just it seemed (laughs) timely because I knew you were online and would probably answer a DM. Um, (laughs) But then this thing blew up kind of uh, parallel to that. So, yeah, it's it's really interesting. Like, how did you come by the information? Because I know that you were saying that you saw, you know, that you were getting messages from other people who were kind of confirming these yeah. these scoops that that you so had. look i mean all the stuff you know evidence about it is like from his you know from the things he's tweeted out you know all these like uh whenever someone gets like you know their like work history posted like this like it's because they have posted about their work history sure you know what i mean they've like posted and left things up and uh put things out there you know on their anonymous accounts uh uh that you know make it so that they're identifiable now you know uh uh i didn't like look into all this shit and find it all myself. I was actually contacted. This is a very, it's very, very strange, but I was contacted by a some, person named like, Deep Throat. 
yes. <laughs> no, the real truth of the matter is I think that all the, the resistance centrist accounts are like very backstabby with each other. And there's like a uh, lot of grudges yeah. and shit in that world. And so I was contacted by some smaller resistance accounts who had like had run ins with the horse account in resistance world like they all have beef and by the way so many people even the people who have like publicly posted like supporting the horse you'll notice a lot of the centrist accounts are like while i like you know have issues with the horse whisperer like i still think this is wrong or like and it's like and i'm not talking about obviously the people like on the left you know i'm talking more about even like the candace astons and sort of like sally albright's of the world and everything um it's it's really weird so anyways these people contacted me uh they had sort of worked up a bunch of sort of like evidence based on his posts and you know done a lot of sort of research around that um i did very little i like found one i found some yearbooks at some point then these people disappeared and then a couple months later they were like we found the guy and like showed me all their evidence yeah, or whatever. Wow. so i just like knew for a couple months uh who he was and uh you know i wasn't gonna post who he is and i still actually haven't posted who he is uh i never did i just posted like what his work history is and sort of how it's relevant to the things that he's posting about and you know uh, well and that's that's the that most did important lead part more, that led it led it to you know more people were able to find out who he is and everything like that but i frankly right. just think it's relevant if he's a big influential account and his shit's getting shown on tv and whatever that to note that like this is a person who works like in marketing for the very industries that would like hopefully be impacted by you know leftist yeah. policy, right. especially when yeah. he, they're using him as like, whoa, he's the true voice of the left. You know, let's see. You know, he right. represents this whole. Look wing. at what a little normal guy. <laughs> right, agree. I agree with you. Like when Brian it's Williams, like is- when CNN has the panel on, where it's like, here's some just Republican uh, Midwestern voters or whatever, and it's like Trump moms 2020 incorporated. Right, right. right. It's like the Republican club of like Tallahassee or whatever. Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I kind of agree. I'm like, a part of me thinks I'm like, if they if they put the horse whisperer on TV, they would, as a human person and not a, you know, a, a horse, a fake horse or whatever, they would probably have to introduce him as like, hey, it's this guy. He's like a marketing executive for, you know, pharmaceuticals. And he's here sure. to talk about Medicare for all. You know what I mean? But him doing uh, doing this under. Th- he loses all of his street cred he, like, at that point. Absolutely. And like, you know, and so that's why he's upset about this. I don't think like anyone I truly don't think anyone's actually threatening him or anything like that. I think it just he loses his sort of like liberal like bona fides because like he does fucked up shit. He's, by the way, posted on his own about how he works in like military marketing and shit like that. And like doesn't think of it as any different from like a job when you work for Jose Cuervo. So it's like, you know, it turns out like you don't care that it's way easier to tell a black woman that she's not black when you're a horse than <laughs> yeah. when you're like you right know, quagmire yeah i mean his <laughs> the, the picture that has been going around of yeah. him is very strange too yeah. um like he's he looks like he's melting don drapers <laughs> don dripper don don dripper is what i've uh, heard said it's like the simon cowell weight loss pics or whatever. yeah he it's really just... is yeah <laughs> it's a little odd there's something you know he's a little like I mean, whatever. He's just a smarmy looking fucking guy. And he's been a dick to me personally. And I will say, you know, also that it was published in the fucking Miami Herald that I was the Horse Whisperer account because oh, really? uh, of sloppy reporting on oh, their part. No. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> so there was not 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 even recently. Wait, this was like a, how deep does this conspiracy go? You fake this whole thing, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> no, so this was this is true. So back at the uh, 
in January, I had posted the clip of like Louis C.K., you know, in, in his comedy show or whatever. And then it got posted to TMZ. So I changed my display name to like unfollow the horse whisperer yeah. or whatever, because every because my display name was on TMZ. So when they wrote about it in Miami Herald, I think they got confused because I had changed my display name. And so they were like Jack Allison, a writer in Los Angeles who like posts under the handle at horse whisperer oh, or whatever. No. And Jesus. you know what? Like. They like accidentally doxed me in print. Like this was printed. I taught the reporter DM'd with me um, and said she was going to print a retraction. I don't know if she ever did. I like to look at it like this. I could have sued the Miami Herald for libel. Uh, <laughs> I chose not to because I believe in the free press. And then they broke the Epstein story. So you know, you're welcome, everybody. Is uh, kind of how I see that. You know, if they printed false information about you and you contact them and inform them of it, I think they're legally required to print it. So you should you should get that and frame it. She she said she was going to print it, so I think they probably <laughs> did. But either way, the Horse Whisperer account was asked about that, like, when it was happening, like, and when everybody thought I was the Horse Whisperer. Like, there was a bunch of fucking DM groups on the left that were all ready to, like, cancel me like, over cancel thinking you, I was yeah. the Horse Whisperer. <laughs> and, the, and he, was not, he like, wouldn't DM. deny it. He, like, he, like <laughs> refused to deny it publicly. I'm like, well, you know, me and the Horse have personal beef with each other that, you yes. know, kind of <laughs> goes beyond even some of the... We have a long and storied history, uh, 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 us, me and the Horse, so... You know, God, uh, you know, uh, Jack, you, you missed a real opportunity to, like, really lean into it and just oh, say, yeah? like, yep, I am. Like, the I've horse. been running a double F. I'm on struggle session, but I'm also the Cetris <laughs> horse. You know? I, and then just start saying more and more outrageous shit. That's I just like, couldn't do you know, it. <laughs> I can't do that. I couldn't do it. Like, the idea, already when people were, like, trying to cancel me for being the horse, I was like... This is the worst thing ever that anyone thinks that I'm the fucking horse whisperer. Like, right, totally. it's truly yeah. the deepest cut of all time. <laughs> yeah. You know, you, you said something really interesting um, that had to do with, you know, being willing to stand behind your own words, though, um, which is, you know, that's that's pertinent to this discussion that like near Tandon is out there, like, sure. you know, throwing a fit because like the Bernie bro left is like down for doxing people. But yeah. the thing is, like. You tweet under your under I your tweet name. under my name. Like it's I, you know it's a I, picture of you on your profile. Like you're not you're not trying to mislead anybody to think that you belong to some group that you don't or yeah. leave it ambiguous the way that he does. You know, like he's it turns out that he's just like a highly paid marketing executive for all of the people that he just so happens to be opposed to any kind of policies that would, you know, like rein them in in any way. And the oh, other shit, thing that was is a this. horse pun. Fuck. <laughs> the other thing about it is this is that it's like if I had like looked up his his LinkedIn and it didn't have like all the shit that is like exactly, you know, what he talks about and whatever. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't have got posted. You know what I mean? Like, right. I didn't like just go out there to be like, you know, here's who this guy is. It's like I posted the work he does because he's because it makes him a hypocrite. And it's like relevant to the conversation. You know what I yep. mean? Like, I don't necessarily think everybody needs to use their real name and use their real face online. I do think it gets murky, like when you start becoming influential and when you're like, right. you know, when, and when you're sort of in the political realm and, you know, you know, I, I don't know. I think yeah. it does get murkier. And then I'll also say 
that even outside of all the sort of general talk about what's right and ethics and what's wrong, I just hate the horse personally. And so he and I, have, he and I are actually enemies with each other. And so there are elements of this where I'm like, I'm not sure. I'm not even sure it was ethically correct, but I just fucking hate that guy. And so yeah. he and I are in a back and forth with each other. And this is the newest uh, round of that. Right. You know, that's fine, man. Like he, I mean, he built himself a, a house of cards and... Yeah. You you did you know just like the barest minimum effort to so like small. pull one card out at the bottom you know and by the way a lot of other people knew who he was too so like this is the other right. thing other people started messaging me like when I was posting about it even to just confirm that we had had the same guy and then other people had come about it completely different route they were like he posted about this and then so it just like added more sort of confirmation right. to the entire thing and right. then of course Nira Tandon ultimately confirmed it just in general because she referred to Sam right. Cedar and she was like do you think like doxing is okay and everyone I'm like well. I guess it's him then, if, if Nira yeah. is calling it doxing or whatever. You know, um, you, you used the word hypocrite a little bit ago, and I, I would go so far as to say that it's not even really hypocrisy. It's just that his work history, the, the things that he does for a living, lend important context sure. to why he's saying these things. It's not yeah. like he's, you know, he's not... He's not pretending to be a Bernie bro and like working from the inside to like take down for Medicare sure. for all or whatever. You know, mm -hmm. it's not hypocrisy, but I mean, at, at a certain point, yeah, once you become influential like that, it's important that people know like what your, your, your moral compass is, is based on. I also think it speaks to, you know, just the sort of type of person and like, you know, what type of person uh, uh, is becoming influential? What is the type of person who gets hired to work at these kind of companies on these kind of brands? You know, like who, what is like he right. willing to do? You know what I mean? Like, I do think it's relevant. That was Sam Cedar's point, too, right. where he was saying, like, I don't think that, you know, like Merck hired this guy in right. order to be on Twitter. Neither do I. I think Merck hired this guy because he is that guy on Twitter. Because he's the, like this way. And I also think that, like, right. you know, uh, part of me thinks that, like, you make a lot of sort of everyone in America makes, like, sort of makes concessions and makes uh, uh, what, what is the word I'm looking for here? Uh, uh, compromises. Everyone makes compromises because of their career. And so mm -hmm. it's like once you make a lot of those compromises, it sort of like informs who you are and like what your ideology is. And so I'm kind of like, you know, uh, if the horse whisperer lives in pharma talk all day long and ph pharmaceutical bullet points and like reading marketing docs from pharmaceutical companies and oil companies, sure. Maybe that influences the way he sees the world. You know what I right. mean? And it's maybe yeah. relevant uh, to the conversation. And also, you know, straight up, perhaps like, again, like it might impact the business that he does and the like agencies that he works for, uh, for these industries to be impacted. And so, you know, it does sort of like speak to sort of, you know, his like, uh, uh, I guess, personal motivations uh, for even, you know, uh, uh, feeling as strongly as he does about uh, progressive policy like this. Right. Anyway, I also just think fuck the fucking horse. I hate the horse. So I'm happy that everybody <laughs> I'm happy that he had a rough, rough couple of days. I'm like I'm like one of the only people on the left that he hasn't blocked. And I think it's because <laughs> he slid into my DMs one night. Wow. And debated oh, me whoa. for like four hours about whether or not whether or not Medicare for all was a racist policy what because it was, fucking... you know, because it was going to help white people in addition yeah. to helping like people of color. Uh, yeah. And, you know, 
eventually it was like, man, I'm, I just feel like we're talking around in circles at this point because I, I keep saying like, no, I mean, the people could, oh, no, it was also, uh, it also had to do with uh, student loan forgiveness, you know, which yeah. is like, you know, like a big bugaboo on the, like the Clinton centrist mm, left. Let me guess. He's not into it. <laughs> He's, he is 100% not into it because some of that money might end up going to helping, like, rich white kids. He's also, you know? by the and, way, paid. He's, like, probably paid his already. Like, you know, he right. went to well, Rutgers. And you yeah. know, and, and you can say to someone like that. We like, can't support any at, policy where rich white people might benefit. I mean. <laughs> like roads. We, that's you know, just, like roads, yeah, hospitals. <laughs> Yeah, no, if if something isn't means tested, then it's not progressive. Right, which means that, which ultimately ends up meaning that the only uh, uh, things available are like private, you know, private versions of it. And we just yep. don't get anything. We get no public version at all. Like, uh-huh. it, so it's uh, just exclusive uh, uh, for rich people only. Um, yeah, so that's 100%. wonderful. What I got into it with the horse the first time was because he was like trying to make the very right wing argument that he's like, you know, I'm not so sure about fifteen dollar, you know, an hour minimum wage. Like, do I think like a pizza delivery like clerk right. should be making like oh, thirty yeah, thousand dollars a year? Counselors? Yeah, he was yeah, like, should like, they be making like thirty thousand dollars a year? And I was like, yeah, if. I was like that. That means that they were working forty hours a week, fifty-two weeks a year. And <laughs> right. I actually do think if anyone works forty hours a week, fifty-two weeks a year, they should make thirty thousand dollars, whether it's flipping yeah. burgers yeah. or fucking anything. Yeah, if absolutely. the hours, yes, that. So then, yes, fifteen dollars an hour makes sense. Yeah, I would say yes. <laughs> he invoked uh, camp counselors during that whole screed. Right. He's like, you know, we're talking about like teenagers who were you know like just just being camp counselors over the summer like you know for an effective wage of thirty six thousand dollars a year it's like okay right now camp counselors <laughs> are making you know when you divide out how much they make over the summer by how many hours they work they're making right. like two dollars and 13 cents an hour <laughs> you know which i think we all can probably agree is is an probably pretty low wage. yeah a little you low. know my favorite argument that people make especially in the midwest is like well, what about all the mom and pop shops you know that are just scraping by and i was like bro what year is it to you is it 1983 because <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that shit hasn't existed where for are they decades. yeah yeah, because because Walmart is there now, yeah. and they got money to burn. Like they're they're not going to suffer by paying a livable wage. Right. In fact, actually, in Walmart fact does well uh, when times are bad. Typically, you know, they tell their employees like, "Hey, we don't actually pay you enough to live." So here's how you can apply for food stamps. They just give you the food stamp application like with your job paperwork. Yeah. Um, our congressman recently was talking up and down uh, Don Bacon from Omaha. Uh, just about how great Walmart is and how they're like huh. creating jobs across America Wonderful. Uh, and how the left is, is so mean to them. Jesus. And yeah, like it, it just doesn't make any sense because yeah, they'll exactly flip around that argument and say, well, what about the mom and pop shops that you're going to hurt? And it's like, bro, you just said how great Walmart was and how you want to give them tax cuts. <laughs> God. Well, I think it's a, <sighs> I think it's a good place for us to take a little break because sure. um, that is not the only sort of, uh, like online astroturfing that's been happening, but uh, we we are at the end of the segment, so let's take a little break. We'll we'll bring it back and maybe talk about you know Amazon and mom and pop shops a little bit more. Oh no, China is paying for these tariffs by a ratio of about four to one. Larry, and that's what we expected to happen. I've enjoyed having you. I have one last question. If you get asked to go do a site survey about purchasing Greenland, can I go with you? <laughs> well, maybe I'll run the central bank. Look, it's an interesting story. It's developing. We're looking at it. We don't know. 
Uh, years ago, Harry Truman wanted to buy Greenland. Denmark owns Greenland. Denmark is an ally. Greenland is a strategic place up there, and uh, they got a lot of valuable minerals. I don't want to predict an outcome. I'm just saying the president, who knows a thing or two about buying real estate, wants to take a look. I, at and all I'm saying Greenland is that if you get asked, all I'm saying is that if you get asked to go and do a site survey, I'd love to accompany you on the trip and do an interview uh, out there. Larry Kudlow, you thank know, you for joining us. I Happy could make Sunday. That happen. Okay, thank you. I could make that happen. Thank you, Dana. Bye-bye. We're talking a lot about, you know, a sort of uh, uh, like self-interested astroturfing mm -hmm. uh, on on Twitter and I couldn't help but think of all of these accounts that have popped up that are like Amazon employee accounts. Sure. Going, you know, or, like or are they? <laughs> Yeah, I guess yeah. they are in some capacity, but they're like, I work in a warehouse, and it's so great. I it's, love it. Uh, it I'm it, not a robot. It's a little bit confusing. It's a little. It's a little bit confusing because there are posts from these people that are so strange that I'm like, it must be AI. Like, I found one earlier today. Well, I mean, I guess we should just explain that this is a program. It's a bunch of people that have, like, Amazon FC in their username, and they are supposedly, like, you know, the fulfillment center employees that, you know, basically post in defense of Amazon. 100% uh, grassroots. Yeah, 100% grassroots. Well, no, but well, even they, they that, said... Are they claiming that? No way. No, they aren't. They're they, saying they, that the they company told them to do they this. They aren't claiming that. They're like, this is a program at the company that's like, you know, we... This is a corporate program, but we're not given What's talking points or whatever. Okay, you know what? I wow. think it actually... I, I As I'm thinking... As I'm talking it out right now, <laughs> I'm like, it's probably AI in the way... That everything is actually AI, which is that they call it AI, but it's people in Croatia doing it for like eight cents an hour. <laughs> like, right. I think it probably is real people um, outsourced to another country trying to do yep. some weird astroturf right. campaign on behalf of Amazon. I found one that was which really would absolutely fit. Absolutely would fit with how Amazon chooses to do business. You know, yeah. if you can, you know, pay humans less and less money until, yeah. you know, they're until they're uh, they're Winston Smith at the end of 1984. <laughs> you know? Sure. Are you it's telling like, me that a company like Amazon would threaten to fire their employees unless they tweeted positively about them? They would never do that. They're well, such you know, friendly. Someone, right. someone when I when I, I talked about this on Twitch and someone in the chat and, you know, we we all know. You know, take it with a grain of salt. I, I happened to trust it. They were like, I, they, someone said that they knew someone that worked in a fulfillment center and that there were, that there were real people doing these FC accounts and that they are bootlickers. They are like oh, little yeah. mini, mini managers who are kind of like on track to become managers. So I actually they're do the, think they're it's, the scabs. Some, it's yeah. some kind of mix between, I think, actually like compute, completely computer generated posts and like, you know, uh, uh, actual employees like just you know doing this on the com on company time yeah it's a i mean it's been a really bizarre thing and, it, and i agree yeah when you look at some of the posts like some of them look like they were written by a human being and some of them look like they were just they're just copy pasting the way like if you ever end up in one yeah. of those like chat bots with your cable company or something like they're obviously just copying and pasting you know like like rote responses to to given questions and stuff yeah, yeah. Well, I was just going to say, if you know how these Amazon fulfillment centers work, you basically are not a human. You're a robot that right. happens to be, uh, you know, occupying a human body because you put a headset on <laughs> right. and the headset basically, as soon as you clock in, says, 
you know, this is the aisle number, this is the box number, go scan this, and you have 43 seconds. We've calculated that you have 43 seconds to get there, grab two of these, and put them right. on your cart, and then come back, and we'll tell you. And as soon as you get there and you scan it, it starts again, and it says, now go here and grab this next one. You right. have 23 seconds, and it starts counting down. And if you go over your time, it starts beeping at you. So I'm sure in between there, they just slid in, like, and now... Tweet, tweet positively about Amazon. You have 30 right. seconds, go. 29, yeah. 28, 27. Oh, oh, God, I yeah. love working here. Did, did either <laughs> of you ever read, there was a story that went around on the internet and this would have been like, man, this is quite a while ago. I want to say like 12, maybe 15 years ago. Uh, and it was a like a self-published, it was kind of a novel. It really needed some editing work to like give it a plot. Uh, but it was called Mana, like Mana from Heaven. But mm-hmm. it was about this uh, this management program that every business in America switched over to. And it was exactly what you just described, Brendan, where, like, you're working at a Wendy's, right? And, it, like, the, the trash cans are smart. The bathrooms are smart. So, like, every employee is just wearing a headset. And it's like, you know, trash can, you know, number 14 needs to be emptied out right now. You've got fucking 60 seconds to go and do that thing. right? Uh, and then... You know, like it's been three hours since this part of the floor was mopped. So go and do that. And it starts keeping track of everybody's employment, you know, like usefulness metrics. Awful. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, to the extent where like everybody has started to employ this system. So your usefulness metrics at your job at Wendy's start to impact like your credit score and where you can of live course. and, you know. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's like a fever dream. Like it, it was, it was such <laughs> no, a, it's not, bro. It's reality. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's right what I'm now. saying. Like it was such a, I mean, it was such a chilling thing to read when I read it. And I think that I'm like the only person who remembers this story at this point. I'm going to have to look it up after this to, to see if it's still out there because I mean, it, it, it presaged all of this stuff that we're talking about and and particularly when you're working for Jeff Bezos who is like a way less cool Lex Luthor. <laughs> you know, I think he has a solid eye, but that's that's something we'll have to talk about another time, but I do think one of it <laughs> they say he has a lazy eye and so it's not nice to talk about it, but I don't think it is. And one, one eye eyelid is always more open than the other one. Look up pictures uh-huh. of Jeff Bezos. I think that one yeah. of his eyes is is like a robot, like you know, Google yeah, eye sure. or something oh, like that. Oh, he's got that. like a bad eye booty situation. I think he's got like a solid <laughs> eye. He's got like how Solid Snake has. Um, you know, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I was also gonna say, you know, on on the idea that you know some of these accounts uh, seem fake and some seem real. I found one that was somebody had posted something like. You know, talking about how like Amazon does surveillance for ICE, and they were like, and now they're going to be like working overtime. Like it was like a critical post about how they're working overtime for ICE, and the person right. was like, "Hold on, let me actually actually find uh what it was because it's truly strange." Uh, yeah. They responded like talking about like them working overtime in the factory in a very sort of bot ish uh, uh response. Uh, if you look at me Good just Lord. one second here, I can get it. Uh, da, 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 da. Um, I think here it is. Yeah, okay. This person responded, um, it mu- so this, so somebody's posted about breaking. Amazon reports that its facial recognition algorithms can now re- re- reliably identify the emotion of fear. And then someone else responded, wow, it must be working overtime. 
And then this one of these <laughs> FC ambassadors responded, it must be that one, I agree. But these overtimes are voluntarily taken on our day offs. Impromptu, oh, my God. Impromptu ones can happen during holiday and peak, which is also nice for extra cash in our pockets. Yeah. Jesus Christ, which is obviously just a script looking for the word overtime. Yes, right. It's like searching for the words like Amazon and overtime. <laughs> oh, that is fucking bizarre. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, that fear-sensing robot is going to come important because that's when they, they need you to, to tweet, right? They sense your fear, and then right when you're vulnerable, they say, hey, how about doing a positive tweet? You know, it'll look good on your performance review this quarter. And you right. say, oh, OK, I'll, I guess I'll do that right now. Uh, it's a perfect system that they have. Yeah. And, you know, they, you've got plenty of people out there on Twitter, like uh, who have changed their display name to, you know, like, you know, Matthew Hodges, FC, Amazon, you know, going like, oh, yeah. You know, do, do you get like I'm five cents it. a tweet or something. You should make you should crank them out, man. Yeah, no, I, like I'm I'm making I'm making this post to talk about how great my workplace is, and my manager definitely isn't standing behind me right now with a revolver pressed to my head, um, telling me what to say. Like it's it's nothing like that, you guys. <laughs> yeah, I give them about like a week before they just start saying like, yeah, you know, hey, if you guys also want to tweet positively about Amazon, you know, a ten cents Amazon credit for uh, every positive tweet that you oh my tweet God. out, you know. Oh, dude, it, you've you've wished it into being now. <laughs> oh, no. We're we're gonna see that. Oh, that's <laughs> fucking terrifying. Did you guys remember the 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 patent? They, so there's this company. I, I forget if it's like Sony or some other like you know LG or Samsung or whatever. They have a patent for a TV that has cameras into it, and the patent is that uh, the TV will show you an ad. Uh, and to skip the ad, you have to make eye contact with the camera so it knows you're looking mm-hmm. at it. Yeah. Uh, or it says, like, to skip ad, say, like, say I love McDonald's. I love McDonald's. Yeah. Stand up <laughs> so, off your couch and say, I love McDonald's. And then you get to skip the right. McDonald's ad. Yeah. yeah. Wonderful. And they literally have a patent for that shit. So look forward it's to coming. that. In it's next coming. Year's it's TV coming, model. everybody. <laughs> but hey, you get to skip the ad, though. So it's, you know, it's a win win, right? Yeah. How <laughs> That's wonderful. That's a capitalism. Well, we're, while we're on the general topic of the economy, Brendan, you're, you've got your finger on the, the pulse of this a little bit more. Um, Going great. Are we, are, we, uh, are we due for a recession? I mean... No, been... man, that's, that's fake news. The, that's, the, that's the fake news media is trying to create a recession. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, what the, the Dow tumbled, what, like 800, 800 points? 800 points. 800 points yesterday, which is something like, uh, I don't know, it's like, five percent or something like that just ridiculous right Um, well and you know it's funny because by the time this comes out it'll probably have a day where it's like up 500 points and then everyone will be like oh that's totally fine great everything's great and fine and normal when it's down 800 and up 500 that's perfectly great all of our all of our day trader listeners are gonna you know be laughing (laughs) laughing up their sleeves at us well i mean there is the the very interesting news that uh general electric is a ponzi scheme uh, that is about Who that knew? is going to I fucking. I thought they were just the most trustworthy, reputable. General Electric is a is it. a Ponzi scheme that is. Uh, I read through the whole like you know oh, the uh, seventy five page report. I read the whole fucking report today, and so I guess they I can t- I can like tell you it's uh, eighty five billion dollars of missing money. So and, and but the- what it is so they they have. They took on these LTP insurance plans, which that's long-term planning. And so what that refers to are these, like, insurance plans for people, 
you know, for basically when they get old, like for every to take care of everything, you know, uh, uh, when you're elderly. And the problem with these LTP plans is that they're old insurance plans. And so they're not um, fake, like how all the new insurance plans are that don't, they don't, <laughs> right. you know, how like they, from the 50s or whatever, when you were a dishwasher repairman. Yeah. And they said, like, oh, yeah, you just contribute to this, you get your pension or whatever for paying the insurance. They and actually they realize, cover like, everything. Oh, God. It's yeah. actually quality care. Yeah, right. no, 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 no. Like so, so yeah. So this is the issue here is that you know they General Electric like took on these LTP insurance plans. And by the way, all of this you know really uh, uh, could be solved by a little thing called Medicare for all. You know, it's like uh, what, yeah, the yeah, problem totally. that's biggest going, corporate bailout in American yes. history. And we're, gonna, we're headed <laughs> we're headed for another one perhaps too. So essentially, what's happened is that uh, GE was uh, reporting all of the uh, money they made to for like pay-ins on these insurance plans as profit. And not report and not like estimating <laughs> what they were going to have to pay out on it. And they're coming up like right now. They've only paid like 15% of them and they're already like strapped for cash and have some deal with like the Kansas board of, you know, the Kansas insurance department to pay it over time. And they're about to get yeah. hit for like 85% more of them. General Electric. Uh, might be going out of business pretty soon. And that's one of the, the blue chip stocks that we have here in America. Unbelievable. Well, and it's so funny too because you look at this and they 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 made all these decisions literally like seventy years ago, uh, <laughs> and they were like, "Look, if we just grow at this rate, you know, here right. in the nineteen you know forties through sixties, you know, if we extrapolate out." To well, the future, and nothing bad ever happens in the but, next ninety but the funniest years. Thing We're is that, golden. The funniest thing is that General Electric did not even sell these insurance plans originally. They didn't sell them in the fifties and sixties. They bought these plans out. They like bought them from other like insurance companies. Right. They like just sure. like executives made the decision, like the financial decision, to be like, okay, we'll like buy all of these because then we'll be getting these like monthly fees. And they just didn't think about it, and now they can't unload it to anyone. There's a whole other thing too where they like made a company and they like took the best of all their bad insurance pa- plans and put it into that company and then that company went out of business so now they have yeah. only like the worst of the worst saddled yeah. uh, uh, with General Electric. Yeah. What was that company? AIG? Yeah, that was too big to fail. <laughs> it wasn't AIG but yes, this is a very AIG. They use the term, they talk about AIG and Enron in the big uh, whistleblower document. So I don't think it's looking good for uh, for General Electric, folks. Well, their CEO said everything's going perfectly great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in fact, he bought $2 billion worth of stock today because it was such a great deal. And oh, you good. should do the same. Very uh, nice. So <laughs> genius, genius moves out there. Wow, good lord. Well, and and uh, you know, to, to relate this back to what we were talking about in the first segment, um, with with the horse whisperer, one of his really good friends online is a gal uh, by by the handle Mraz, also known oh, as God. the feminist next door, and it, it it's been really interesting to watch them have these discussions about. So feminist next door is like she's she's very much like centrist liberal hashtag still with her sort of person. And every once in a while, she drops a a real hot take about, like, how, like, we shouldn't be criticizing Wall Street because Wall Street is, you know, they're they're not the enemy, guys. Like, they're the ones who, you know, fund your 401ks. Right. And there there are a couple of thoughts on that. One of them is... Like, we wouldn't need 401ks where a bunch of, like, coked out dipshits on Wall Street 
are playing, you know, basically roulette with everybody's retirement savings. Yeah. If we had, you know, actual labor organizing and, you know, a strong pension system right. in this country like we used to have. Um, and then also it turns out that uh, Feminist Next Door happens to work as a consultant for big Wall Street banking. She you know, is. So it's, she's it's, a lawyer. She's a risk risk mitigation lawyer for like <laughs> right. Wall Street companies, and she will like try to. By the way, she like tries to frame it like she's like, I just work for the companies, but I can still like believe what I believe, and I'm like, but you know. Uh, uh, by the way, this is another one. By the way, the same people that gave me the horse whispers ID are the ones who told me Emraz's ID. Oh, and so geez, all this yeah. is just the resistance accounts are always stabbing each other in the back. Right. Yeah. Well, right. And let me let me share this one with you. Uh, the CEO of GE makes over twenty million dollars a year, <laughs> uh, and has uh, you know stock contracts that are worth you know upwards of three hundred million dollars. That he of course. Received. Uh, and so and he bought you know, two million dollars worth of stock today. Yeah, what a what a deal, you know. Yeah, well, that's I mean, like, honestly, uh, frankly, like for him to, uh, uh, like, you know, honestly, like if he can, if if him buying that stock, if he thinks that he keeps, you know, GE in business for like one tenth of a year longer, he's like made his money back. You know what I mean? Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and so you know he's getting a golden parachute, and so when they're you know when they're analyzing all their profits and stuff, that somehow doesn't come into play. Where it's like. Why are we paying this guy twenty million dollars to literally bankrupt our country, our company, and run <laughs> right, into the right. ground? Um, that somehow never comes up as like a cost-saving measure. But they're like, "Hey, you know how you paid for that insurance and you needed the, all that money so that you could like not die on the streets right. when you retired?" Bad, uh, bad news. Uh, you know the numbers. <laughs> the numbers didn't work out because we had to give our CEO, you know, two hundred thirty million dollars. Sorry about that. I mean, another uh, uh, yeah, uh, um, another fucked up element this is worth mentioning of course is that you know as these insurance plans become insolvent uh and you know ge probably like writes them down or figures out what the fuck to do with them it is going to be like vulnerable elderly people who like aren't going to have access to their like care and medicine and everything like that oh uh, it's just Alec Baldwin. Yeah. he's fine <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's that's the part that none of these uh, like centrist like big accounts ever want to talk about, and uh, that that actually leads to like one of the last things I wanted to bring up was this trend sort of in the the centrist left. You know, some of our listeners might consider them more like the centrist right. People like Bill Maher and some of these centrist accounts going like, you know, what we actually need is for there to be another major economic. Uh, like collapse and recession because that's going to make Donald Trump look real bad. And that, <laughs> yeah, that mentality is so revealing of right. what their actual politics are uh, because you're not thinking about, you know, it's, it's exactly that same kind of mentality when people say like, you know, really we should just let the South secede uh, you know, if they're if they insist on being a bunch of racists, it's like, well, you know that like most of the people of color in the fucking country live in the South. Like you're basically just casting them back into the, you know, mid 1800s at that point. Right. Uh, and it's, it's exactly the same kind of mentality when people say, you know, Deborah Messing is out there going like, you know, hey, you know, it might actually be good to like get Trump out of office if we had an economic recession. Like right. literally the people that you <laughs> hold yeah. yourself up as defending 
are going to be the people who are worst impacted yeah. by this. People, people will, like, die, die in economic people will recessions. Die. People will die. Yeah. But it's worth it for the long-term gain of not right. having Trump, Matt. You just don't know yeah. the true price of freedom. This is right. why we have. This yeah. is why we all have to uh, vote for Joe Biden in the upcoming primary. He's our best yep. chance. He's our best chance. He's our yep. best chance to beat Trump. <laughs> Joe, I, maybe I'm not going to do so many public events because I, I can't open my mouth without gaffing. Uh, uh, you Biden. know, uh, they got to get him. If, if he's really going to take this thing, if he wants to take it all the way, they got to get him the same Adderall that Trump has because he is not on the mm-hmm. right old old guy pills right now. Trump uh, Trump has a pretty a pretty uh, uh, a pretty great a pretty intense mix there. I think. Yeah, I thought that Ronnie Jackson guy was like the president's doctor and stuff he was hooking everybody up like why are you holding out on crazy oh, yeah. joe man he needs, he needs some pills daddy needs some pills too man yeah. it's just not fair you know and then people will criticize bernie sanders and be like he hasn't changed his his entire uh his entire spiel in like 40 years but at this point like he's really old too and maybe like his brain even if that's true Maybe his brain has run down in the correct ruts instead of bad ones. <laughs> my, 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 my thought on that with Bernie's age and everything like that uh, is that, frankly, like if we got in someone who was like Trump and was just not all there and wanted to golf all the time and fucking tweet and watch TV and everything, but he's surrounded himself with advisors and like people who had actually accomplished left well, policy. Well, that's what they said about Trump, too, Well, right? I mean, but that's what <laughs> Trump has done. If Trump yeah. has known, I'm saying like it has worked out for the right. Absolutely. It yeah, has 100% sure. worked out for them. He surrounded himself with people that are accomplishing like horrendous policy that there's no way this man could accomplish on his own. If we had that on the right. left if bernie was just playing golf all day but he was like surrounded by like effective uh legislators like making left policy happen i would be fine with yeah. that and i do think bernie's a little more with it than that uh, uh as yeah. well and, and occasionally tweeting about how like you know don't trust the mainstream media because right. most of their funding comes from fossil fuel companies that's fine you know? yeah that's all good yep. <laughs> yeah well I, I trust i feel secure in that vice president cardi b is just going to be able to take up the reins. And right. she's young. She is, has boundless yep. energy. So I'm really excited about the future. Me too. Absolutely. <laughs> well, that's pretty good, guys. I, I mean, we, we've been talking about some dire stuff, but uh, that's that's not the lowest place we could possibly leave the show. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Top Vice got. President Cardi B. Good luck. <laughs> Let's take a little break there. We'll come back and uh, take you out on an even higher note if we can do it. Boss makes a dollar and I make a dime Why can't I keep what I take from this mine? I'm better and broken, I can't deny The boss makes a dollar and I make a dime The upshot of all of the conversation that we've been having tonight is that, you know, you really need to be very skeptical about the the people that you're getting your your messages from. You know, we've got people who are um, 
that paid or possibly having a gun held to their head to say sure. the things that they're saying. And really the only people that you can trust are outright ideologues like podcasts like Liquid Flannel and Struggle Session yep. who make no do not try to conceal their their ideological bent. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I'm in it for the money. I'm in it for the social <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I mean, I do think that's a good point, actually. It is, you know, you know, uh, uh, get your information from people who are honest about what they're trying to sell you. You know what I mean? Sure. So yeah. I guess the upside, if we're looking at the bright side of all this, the upside is that the people listening to this already have it all figured out. They're listening to the right <laughs> stuff already. <laughs> Liquid flannel listeners are, yeah, they're they're the salts of the earth, and they know what they want. Yeah, and apparently they want this. <laughs> <laughs> and and high notes. And, and high notes. Yes. Okay. So uh, my high note, it's going to be kind of hard to describe. Uh, I'll I'll make sure to link it on our Twitter. But my high note for this week was this absolutely just clown shoes insane uh, video that came from some high school presentation uh, that had to do, it's like a an interpretive dance routine that has to do with 9-11. Mm. Oh. Okay. okay. So that's, have you guys seen this? No. Because it is, it is it, and in fact, like here, I think what we need to do is watch this together. Because it is it is the most surprising thing I've ever seen. And the thing is, like, you kind of have to watch it all the way to the end to get a <laughs> sense of why I think this is so funny. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So so what we're watching right now is, you know, a bunch of a bunch of kids, you know, on screen like dance, doing it, doing an arranged dance oh, okay. thing. That was just the calm, you know. They were everybody was having a good time yep. before nine. Everything was great right before September 11th. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, this is a jam though. Yeah. This oh is man. Blessed Union of Souls right here. We're, we're, are we are we all about the same place? About a minute in. I'm a minute twenty nine, so I'm a little ahead, and I okay. I see okay. what's yeah, happening. I'm gonna I'm gonna. I'm going to fast forward a little bit. Okay. No, Jack, you don't. You do not see what's happening yet. Oh, my God. Well, we've we've seen the towers fall one by one. The little girls in the white dresses who were... But America bounced back. Yep. But America bounced back. Oh, my God, dude. Stronger. Freer. What? Oh, my God. Holy shit. <laughs> oh my god. And then what you've got is all of the examples of how oh America got better god. after 9/11, which is the, DS. the Xbox and the MacBook and the Nintendo DS were invented. I mean It is to, as as someone with kids who were born after 9/11, 100% accurate is what I'm going to say. <laughs> uh, I just thought it was amazing and like you know, the the guy who posted was like, I'm so proud of my students. Uh, like, here's the whole, vi- here's the full video. I haven't watched the full video yet. Uh, because just that amount of it is just, just incredible. Just really, really amazing that, you know, that's we're, we're a freer country post 9-11 because we've got Pinterest now, you guys. That it, is, it, it makes me shed a tear. It makes me stand up and fuck an eagle. It's yeah. Incredible. No, it gives me it gives me hope as someone who 
you know, who was alive during 9-11. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it was a very dark time, much like today. And, you know, it's nice that we can look back and the, the <laughs> youth the youth of today are like, you know what? That wasn't no thing, you know? Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, they're going to something... be voting. And they, they, they weren't here for it. So that's, that's uh, pretty yep. wild. <laughs> so that's my high note for this week. Uh, that, that just popped up today. So, like, super fresh take on that one. Yeah. Very nice. Well, man, this is amazing because my high note this week is is very similar you know we're on a theme so we we talked about high school theater productions we talked about uh robots that tell you what to do sure uh is this going to be another disney musical not quite so okay you know last week we talked with with john leavitt about about musicals uh and so did you intentionally mispronounce his name because he mispronounced your name (laughs) yeah that's right shade from uh john levitt uh and so i youtubed some some musical stuff and so youtube has been just serving me up the musical goodness and it's something that i've been meaning to get into for some time but i've finally been listening to a lot of uh more modern musicals that i've never listened to before and i listened to this musical be more chill uh, which is the quote viral musical sensation where uh, it's kind of a high schooly musical. They they made it. This independent theater company made it, uh, and it's a high school story. And they made it in 2015, and it just didn't go anywhere. But then they posted the soundtrack on YouTube, and actual high school age kids were like, "This is amazing, uh, and this speaks to me." Uh, and they made it popular, and it actually made it to Broadway. Um, after after that whole journey but the story is uh, the story of a nerdy high schooler who da- who gets a, a a pill that's like a quantum computer that you take mm. and it's like absorbed into your body and it basically tells you how to be cool it's like um, limitless so you get a little voice in your head yeah like limitless or whatever hmm. but it's, it's you know in the in the stage production the computer is like represented as a character on stage that like no one else can see only the main character can kind of hear and you know kind of tells him what to do and says say this you know to this girl to make her like you and stuff like that um and uh it's really great the music is really really good you can totally listen to it all on youtube um this musical is so popular with teens that there's like a 120 minute animated version of the entire thing that like teens made. Um, it's absolutely incredible. Dang. Uh, All right. So it's really cool. Uh, and yeah, I think, uh, it's, it's clear to me now why it, it, it speaks to the youth of today. And, uh, it was a, it was a fun listen. So check it out. Cool. That's Be awesome. Be more chill. The musical. Be more chill. So this is where we're supposed to uh, recommend good, good something that, that we like, kind of, or is it just something that we thought or was just, like funny you know, or what? That's, that's yeah, something funny, and... something that okay. was uplifting. Or well, it was yeah, uplifting sure. to me to watch Chris Cuomo freak out about being called Fredo this week, <laughs> and if nobody saw that, yeah. then you should the do yourself a favor uh, great, and yeah. uh, and watch. Uh, Chris Cuomo, the CNN anchor, freak out and say that being called Fredo is like the N-word for Italians on camera. I thought, that, I thought, I thought that's who you were. No, punk-ass bitches from the right call me Fredo. My name is Chris Cuomo. I'm an anchor on CNN. Oh, you're much- Fredo is from the Godfather. He was that weak brother. Isn't that your and brother? And they use though? it as an Italian aspersion. Any of you Italian? Are you Italian? I got, I got a it's a fucking insult to your people. It's an insult to your fucking people. It's like the N-word for us. 
Wow. Is, that, is that a cool fucking thing? You're a much more reasonable guy in person than you seem to be on television. Yeah, it's really something special. Uh, but yeah, that so that would be what uh, brought a little uh, a little mirth to me uh, this week. Yeah, a lot, a lot of people posting that. Um, I think it's Prince, maybe, where it's like you can always do an Italian accent. It's never racist to make fun of Italians. Uh, like JPEG, you know, like response image. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Italians, yeah. Italians have had it pretty rough lately, man. You know, with Fazoli's doing 9 11. <laughs> <Right>. uh, <laughs> and now this, you know, it's, uh, it's rough out there. So, you know, solidarity with the with the Italians out there. <laughs> I, I think they call it Solidariano. Shout out to the Olive Garden. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, be, no, it's better the, than people give the, it credit the pasta for. It's pass not coming bad. out pretty soon. Uh, you can get the pasta Yeah, pass. well, no, actually, no, it's, it's funny you bring that up because apparently they've had it for a little while. Uh, my mom is uh, a manager of another one of these mm. like big chain restaurants, and so she's pretty plugged into the like the service industry. And she says that like uh, employees from Olive Garden have already had to deal with this, and they say that it is just the most foul, disgusting <laughs> thing. Like, people coming in and eating like you know they'll eat like ten plates Jesus of Christ. pasta like in a row. Or, you know, uh they they had another one that was like it's like forty dollars for a month or something like that. Right. Um uh, maybe a little bit more than that, but like people bringing their entire extended family in every single night for an entire month and they're just shoveling in you know just just plate after plate of fucking lasagna and you know the the it, i i like the the olive garden salads and you know it's sure. it's decent you know casual dining italian oh, but 100 you know, I mean, all the play all these places taste good but you shouldn't eat i i would say even at the finest classiest establishment in italy i don't think you you should put back 10 plates of uh, pasta. I don't think you should do <laughs> right. it, you know? Wow. I, I can't believe you hate America like that, man. That's, that's horrible. Yeah. Can't, uh, can't get everybody, you know, healthcare to go and do, like, regular checkups at their doctor, but we can make sure that somebody's pounded back 7,000 fucking calories of carbohydrate at every single meal <laughs> yeah. for an affordable price. Yeah, well. I think maybe, like, uh, you know, maybe... Ben Carson should just be buying these up and then just like passing them out to homeless people. You know, there's your <laughs> urban development right there. You know, ben, ben, solved. ben Carson believes that the Great Pyramids were built in order to house endless pasta platters. <laughs> 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 Good Lord. <laughs> so, well, yeah, uh, the yeah. ultimate high note. I, I think that's, I think that's a pretty, pretty high note. High yeah. Notes. yeah. Jack Allison, good time. It's been a fucking blast hanging out with you. Yeah, Thank thanks, you. thanks, uh, thanks so much for having me on. This is uh, it's been yeah, a good time. totally. Yeah. Um, what do you want to? We're in the we're in the plugs now. God, you, you know, uh, people can find me on uh, Struggle Session, which is at uh, patreoncom Struggle Session, and I uh, also good do, uh, friends of Liquid Flannel, by the way. We, uh, we, we with Leslie and I have both been on, and uh, uh, and I also do a, a daily uh, morning. Uh, talk show on Twitch with my wife uh, Kate uh, and that's at twitch.tv slash jack am nice oh that's great and you're you're on Twitter too. oh yeah my Twitter is jack allison lol is what that is I can't believe you just doxed Jack Allison. I've doxed dude. myself. I dox myself before your very eyes. I want. I, 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 I'll, I'll dox anyone. Doing. I'll. I'm, a, I'm the. 
I don't. I never. It doesn't even matter to me. I'll dox anyone I feel like. <laughs> You're a loose cannon, uh, Allison. I'll dox everyone. I want, I want your gun and your badge on my desk. <laughs> don't don't dox at Brendan Williams with one L on Twitter. That's right. That would be horrible. <laughs> so that's Brendan's Twitter. I'm Matthew Hodges. I'm on Twitter also at MatthewGreat with a W. Uh, and if you like what we're doing, you can support us for as little as a dollar a month on Patreon. Just help us pay for um, drugs, One mostly. One of our unlimited salads. <laughs> uh, you get a bonus episode every week if you do that. So, uh, Yeah, Jack, thanks again, man. Super fun. Thanks for having me. It's been, uh, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, 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 awesome. Yes, it's been great to come on. Hell yeah. All right. And uh, listeners, we will see you all uh, next week. Bye.